What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today, we're going to be talking about billionaire NFL owner David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers. Now, most of you have probably seen at this point that the Carolina Panthers and owner David Tepper fired head coach Frank Wright on Monday morning after the team started 1-10 with the NFL's worst record. On the surface, most people wouldn't blame an owner wanting more out of his team and head coach. But when you zoom out, this situation is really just another example of a billionaire with a chaotic ownership philosophy, one that is fast turning him into one of the worst owners in sports history. So today we're going to break down David Tepper's run as a sports owner. Let's get right into it. When David Tepper bought the Carolina Panthers in 2018, most fans were thrilled. Tepper was paying an NFL record $2.3 billion for the franchise, and his $12 billion net worth, which is now $20 billion, instantly made him the league's wealthiest owner. David Tepper then paid an additional $325 million to bring an MLS expansion team, Charlotte FC, to the city. And sports fans in the country's 15th fastest growing city seemed to be ecstatic with his arrival. Not to mention, you have to remember that David Tepper was buying the Panthers from Jerry Richardson, who had just been accused of sexual assault and racism and had to pay a $2.75 million fine from the NFL. And the Tepper era got off to a hot start, too. The hedge fund billionaire got into a bidding war with the New York Giants for Matt Rule. Matt Rule was one of the hottest coaches on the market at the time, and David Tepper flexed his muscles by signing him to a fully guaranteed seven-year, $62 million deal. Now, this upset a lot of people around the NFL. Matt Rule had not only never coached an NFL game before, but he was now being paid similar to Super Bowl-winning coaches like Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, and Mike Tomlin. But it also showed everyone around the NFL, including fans, that David Tepper was willing to do whatever it took to win. But less than six years later, that just simply hasn't happened. The Carolina Panthers are now on their sixth head coach, including interim hires since David Tepper became team owner in 2018. They are 1-10 this season, again, the worst record in the NFL, and they won't even get the number one overall pick in the draft because they traded that pick to the Chicago Bears last year. It's been an absolute disaster, plain and simple, but David Tepper isn't the first billionaire to fail at sports ownership, and financially speaking, David Tepper hasn't failed at all. Now, for those of you who haven't looked at David Tepper's career before he got into sports, I highly recommend it because it is super fascinating. David Tepper is arguably the greatest hedge fund manager of his generation. David Tepper started his career post-MBA at Goldman Sachs in New York City, and he was named head trader of the high-yield desk within six months of joining the firm. Six months. That literally never happens. And it was solely due to his performance trading distressed debt. Now, David Tepper, the story says that he was passed over for a partner at Goldman Sachs two years in a row. So in 1992, he left Goldman Sachs to open up his own hedge fund called Appaloosa Management. Now, this hedge fund, Appaloosa Management, has since become one of the world's best performing hedge funds, earning an average annual return of more than 25% over the last three decades. So if you zoom out and you look at the last three decades, their average annual return is 25%. Again, simply unheard of. Now, the majority of this money has come from David Tepper's ability and his specialty in distressed debt. For those of you who aren't familiar with his style, it's super aggressive. He focuses on just a few companies at a time, and he specifically looks for companies that are in financial trouble and carry debt. He likes to make huge bets, and he certainly has a little bit of patience to see them carry out over several years. The best example that I can give you is two things that he did in his career. Number one is during the 2000.com crash. So in 2001, his hedge fund earned a return of 61% through distressed bond investments that he made through the early 2000s. 
61% return in 2001. Obviously incredible. But even better was what he did during the Great Recession from 2007 to 2009. David Tepper essentially bet that the government was going to backstop financial institutions. So he bought up a bunch of the bank stocks and the bank debt and wrote it out for several years. Obviously, the government didn't let these banks fail. They stepped in and he made billions of dollars. In fact, he made $7 billion, four of which went to himself personally. So $7 billion the firm made in total, $3 billion went for outside investors, and $4 billion of that was for him personally. He was one of the highest earning people that entire year. He made a killing while everyone else was suffering. And the craziest part is that David Tepper is currently in the process of transitioning Appaloosa management from a hedge fund into a family office. He has been returning outside capital for several years now, and most of the remaining $15 billion in assets under management at the hedge fund is now his own personal family money that they've been looking to grow and invest over the last several years. Now, one of the craziest stories I've ever heard about David Tepper is when he bought the Carolina Panthers in 2018, he was living in New Jersey at the time, and he moved his permanent residence to North Carolina to be closer to the team and watch things over, at least initially, right? And this was such a big deal that it was actually talked about on the Senate floor. The idea that his taxes leaving New Jersey and headed to North Carolina was going to put them in a budget deficit and change the entire tax structure of the state. That's how much money he was earning. And the funny part about this story is that when he, over the last 12 months, maybe 18 months, he actually left North Carolina and moved back to New Jersey and established permanent residence back in New Jersey. And when he did that, Bloomberg reported that he called the governor of New Jersey and said, hey, congratulations, you have $120 million in annual taxes coming home. Now, obviously, $120 million in annual taxes, you're making a hell of a lot more than that if that's what you're writing off from a tax perspective. So yes, David Tepper is in fact rich. Again, he's one of the greatest hedge fund managers of his generation. And according to Forbes, David Tepper's wealth has roughly doubled over the last few years, and he is now the world's 85th richest person. And if we want to zoom in on that and just look at sports specifically, David Tepper is the fourth richest person in all of sports. Steve Ballmer is number one with the Los Angeles Clippers. He has a $100 billion net worth. That's far and away more than anyone else in sports. Rob Walton and the Walton family is number two. They have a $67 billion net worth. Daniel Gilbert, Dan Gilbert with the Cleveland Cavaliers is number three a $21 billion net worth. David Tepper is number four, $20 billion net worth. He obviously owns the Panthers and Charlotte FC. And Steve Cohen is more or less right there with David Tepper. He's right at $20 billion as well, and he's the owner of the New York Mets. Now, that's all well and good, great for David Tepper. But Tepper's success in finance hasn't translated over the football field. Not at all, in fact. The Carolina Panthers have turned into one of the NFL's worst teams under David Tepper. For example, Tepper took over a team that reached the Super Bowl in 2015. They lost, but they were in the Super Bowl in 2015. But the Carolina Panthers are now 30-63 and 63 over their last five seasons with him as an owner, including a 1-10 record this season, currently the worst record in the NFL. The Panthers also parted ways with popular players like Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and many others. They don't have a first-round pick this year, which would be number one overall, because they traded up to select Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, who's quietly having an excellent year and in the MVP conversation. That decision also reportedly came down from ownership when the coaching staff is said to have preferred C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. And David Tepper even backed out of a contract that would have seen the team open a new $800 million practice facility in South Carolina. The story is that he opened up this construction company to build it. They had hundreds of millions of dollars of steel on the ground. The city ended up reneging on their deal to give him a bunch of free money to build the, the facility there. He ends up filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy with his new construction company and backs out of the deal completely. The structure literally just sat there. So that deal went went underwater and that $800 million practice facility in South Carolina is no more. 
Now, look, a little bit of this is to be expected. David Tepper paid $2.3 billion for the team, and it's certainly fair for him to bring in his own people. This happens all the time in sports. But the problem isn't that David Tepper fired a coach or even three coaches. The problem is that he seemingly has lost all of his patience and he's way too involved in the franchise. Think about it this way. The most consistent NFL teams, we're talking about the Patriots, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and even the Cowboys, they're all built from the inside out. They don't have a revolving door of head coaches and general managers. They also don't make their coaches meet with the owner after every game, which is reportedly what Tepper was making their coach do. And they certainly don't tell the front office who to draft, who to trade, and who to cut. Now, if you want to look at this from an optimistic point of view, there is certainly some hope. David Tepper has virtually unlimited financial resources. I just told you, he's one of the richest owners in all of sports, the 85th richest person in the entire world. He also clearly wants to win, unlike some owners who don't care at all. And the next coach will probably receive some stability and some leeway because David Tepper doesn't want to piss off fans even more than he has. But on the other hand, the future also looks very bleak. Now, time will tell if Bryce Young is a legitimate NFL quarterback. We obviously need to give him some time to see how this plays out and see how it develops. But giving up valuable draft picks for an underperforming quarterback can set the franchise back a decade. Furthermore, many people around the NFL are expecting 5 to 10 head coach openings this year, and the Panthers, considering everything that David Tepper has done over the last few years, is probably the least desirable out of all of those destinations that will pop up. Still, at least financially speaking, none of this really matters. David Tepper not only picked the right city, Charlotte is one of the fastest growing cities in the country, and Panthers and Charlotte FC fans consistently rank top 10 in total attendance, no matter how bad their teams are. But more importantly, David Tepper picked the right assets in the right leagues. For example, the NFL recently signed $110 billion in media rights contracts. That money gets filtered down to individual teams, and it means valuations will continue to go up even if they lose. Let's look at the numbers. David Tepper purchased the Carolina Panthers for $2.3 billion in 2018. They ranked number seven in total attendance this year with an average of 72,580 fans per game. Number seven in the, in the league, even though they have the worst record in the NFL. They rank seventh in total attendance. And the franchise is now valued at $4.1 billion. It's a 78% increase over the last five years alone. Obviously incredible from a financial standpoint. And Charlotte FC is more of the same. David Tepper paid a record $325 million expansion fee in 2019 to bring an MLS team to Charlotte. That team ranked second in attendance across MLS this year with an average of 36,337 fans per game. They play at the same stadium as, as the Carolina Panthers, which David Tepper also owns. And that team was once worth $325 million, the expansion fee that he paid. They're now worth $625 million, which is a 92% increase over the last four years. Obviously incredible as well. Now look, there were certainly some red flags when David Tepper purchased the Carolina Panthers in 2018. I remember reading two stories specifically. One was from New York Magazine where David Tepper told them, and I quote, sometimes if someone is an asshole, like a waiter at a restaurant, I think I could just buy this place and fire that guy. Now, that obviously doesn't seem very nice, but you take it for what it's worth. And the second story was equally as interesting, we'll call it. Uh, NJ.com reported that David Tepper bought the Hamptons house of his former boss at Goldman Sachs from the guy's ex-wife, for $43.5 million, David Tepper then tore down the entire house and built another house that was about as twice as big as the one that his former boss had on the land. And David Tepper, he certainly wouldn't be the only billionaire to fail at sports ownership. There's other people that I can think of. I mean, think of Dan Snyder. He made a couple billion dollars on his first venture, bought the Washington Redskins at the time, now the Commanders. He made more than $5 billion when he sold that team earlier this year. 
even though they underperformed dramatically. James Dolan is in the same boat. He inherited the team, but the Knicks and the Rangers are now worth about $10 billion combined with Madison Square Garden and all the other real estate assets that he has, even though, specifically speaking with the Knicks, they have underperformed for a long time. So we'll see what happens over the next few years. I think it's been a rough, rough, rough start for David Tepper initially. Things need to get better. I think he needs to be a little bit more hands-off. The best teams, again, hire the best people and let them do what they have been conditioned their entire life to do. This is what they grew up doing. Whereas David Tepper has succeeded in the finance world. That's what he went to school for. That's what he's practiced his whole life. This is an entirely different ballgame. It's not easy. You can't just throw money at it because we play in a salary cap league. You have to hire the right people. You have to have a long-term view and you have to let them build the team and stay the hell out of it. So until David Tepper shows a willingness to do that, I think the Carolina Panthers are going to continue to underperform. But it's too early to tell if he's one of the worst owners in sports history, but he is quickly on his way to becoming one of the worst owners in sports history. That's it for today, though. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask that you do two things. Number one, please leave me a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Tell me what you're enjoying and what I can be doing better. And number two, I recently started a Teams community on Microsoft Teams. It's just sports business fans. It's people that listen to this podcast, read the newsletter, follow me on social media, and we're just sharing articles, talking about current events. So if you're interested in sports business and want to get more hands-on and discuss this stuff day-to-day with other like-minded people, Go to the link that is included in the description for this podcast. You can find the link to the chat there. Go in, go join the chat, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Other than that, I hope everyone has a great day, and we'll talk later this week.